Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, 134 in Edmonton. Uh, just before we go to Kurt Hill, the president general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, we were talking about the Goose Loonies incident involving the Detroit Red Wings, who on this date back in 1988, we're eliminated by the Edmonton Oilers game five of the Campbell Conference final. Craig Simpson scored the first two goals. Messier five points. Eight four final score and the Red Wings, uh, were out at Goose Looney's the night before the game. Story broke. Uh, Mark in St. Albert has texted the show. Bob, were you one of the bouncers that I fought and lost to at Goose Looney's? That one comes to us from Mark. Uh, Mark, technically I was never a bouncer and I can guarantee you there's no chance you would have lost. You might have at least tied. I'll just leave it at that. You would have done okay. You would have been fine. All right, without further ado, he had a, his team had a wonderful season this year. Unfortunately, uh, not a season in which a Memorial Cup was uh, played for the second consecutive year. So to get a, a bit of a season recap on the Edmonton Oil Kings, we welcome back to the show, Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you doing? Good. How do you process, or perhaps more importantly for your players, how do they process a year in which they don't have a chance to play for a league championship or, uh, you know, for a national title at the Memorial Cup level as well? Well, I think, you know, I think the thing with the players is they've had a long, a long time to process it. They probably knew about halfway through the season that it was very unlikely they were going to be playoffs. And um, unfortunately, they, a lot of them went through this last year as well when our season got unexpectedly shut down. But uh, at the end of the day, I think they processed it the right way. You know, it's uh, a group that to win 20 of 23 games is pretty impressive. And, you know, they played it out right to the end. And we were pretty banged up those last four games of the year. And they just continued to find ways to win, which is uh, a lot of credit to that group. Do you have particular empathy for your 20-year-olds? Uh, Scott Atkinson, your captain. Uh, Ethan Cap, a 20-year-old defenseman that had been with the Oil Kings for five years and watched the turnaround. I mean, all you need to do is look at Ethan's plus-minus. In year number two at Edmonton, he was minus 36. He went plus 22, plus 15, and then plus 15 in 22 games this season. So do you have uh, some empathy for the 20s that have their junior careers come to an end? 
Yeah, you know, you do. And those guys were, again, exceptional people within our organization that had exceptional careers in the league. And, you know, I think the one positive for those guys is they, you know, they at least got to play it out at the end in the sense of, you know, actually knowing when their last game was going to be and, and saying bye to the league the, the right way. Whereas last year, you know, the guys had no clue it was their last game of junior hockey and really got blindsided by the whole thing. So I think in that sense, it's a positive that these guys were, uh, you know, able to, to have an idea that it was going to be their last game and have that proper send-off from their teammates. We're joined by Kurt Hill, the general manager and president of the Emmett's Oil Kings. He's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, uh, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Kurt, I'm going to get you to put on your, your scouts hat because you were a scout for the Chicago Blackhawks uh, with our prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence. Make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Uh, we'll start with Dylan Gunther, who you lost halfway through the season to the uh, U18 team that, uh, you know, got a gold medal for Canada, first one since 2013. Amazing how Canada does in that tournament when they can send most of their best players. Uh, but I digress. 12 goals, 24 points, and 12 games for your team, plus 19. Uh, consensus, probably top five pick. Uh, some people had him as high as two, three. Not sure he'd be super happy with his U18 performance. Give me your assessment on, on how special of a player, unique skill set this guy has and why NHL organizations are intrigued by him. Well, again, number one, I've always talked to guys was his ability to shoot the puck. Again, it's uh, his release is, extre- is, is one of the best releases in the entire league, one of the best releases we've seen in junior hockey come through. And his ability to get it off, and especially his ability to get it off quickly, is uh, you know what makes that shot so special and uh, often beating goaltenders with that. And, you know, he, he's a very, from a shooting perspective, obviously he's elite, but his playmaking is something that really gets underestimated by, by teams. And, Again, when I say underestimated, it's the top five player in the draft, so it's still pretty good. But I don't think it gets as much credit as as it, as it should. And uh, you know, his his commitment to playing at both ends of the rink, you know, that's really helps him drive his offensive numbers as well. He's not a guy that cheats; he plays the game the right way. And again, he's one of these guys that absolutely loves the game, puts in his extra extra work away from the rink and at the rink that he needs to 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 really be a pro and. And, you know, he's already got that, that pro mindset in him. So he's uh, going to be an exceptional player for somebody in the future. You obviously watched the games of the U18 championship. He got overshadowed by Shane Wright, who's a 2022 draft eligible, and Connor Bedard, who's a 2023 draft eligible. Um, do you think that's a uh, – those guys played center. Gunther's a, a right winger. Do you think that was a byproduct of kind of how he was deployed? Because by all reports, Dave Barb, who's an Edmonton native, uh, Edmonton, uh, you know, lives here in town. Uh, Dave Barr was really happy with Gunther's two-way performance, but he didn't put up the same sort of offensive numbers that uh, Wright and Bedard did. Yeah, again, he's, I think from that standpoint at the tournament, yeah, he didn't put up the numbers, but I guess at the same time, when you look at it, he's still over a point a game there. And, you know, I don't think he had his, he had his best at that tournament. So, um, 
yeah, maybe a little bit overshadowed in that sense. But again, I think you can really see what kind of player you're getting. And when he got that opportunity to, to shoot the puck and be utilized on the power play on the flank, uh, you know, that's where he picked up some really good chances and scored a few nice goals. So um, I think overall, yeah, probably not not as happy as he, he'd like to be about his tournament, but still a pretty good showing for him being over a point a game and, and being a big impact player on a very, very strong Canada team. Where do you think he goes in the draft, realistically? I think he's top five still. I just think it's with the shot and his ability to score, it's hard to find, and it's hard to pass up scoring. So I just don't see him him sliding too much unless uh, you know, unless guys really thought his U18, his U18 uh, tournament. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Wasn't up to snuff, but you know I still think it was a pretty good showing for him, and I still think uh, the scoring is going to be something that teams are going to be looking for. We're joined right now by Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Evans Oil Kings, Bob Stauffer, with you on Oilers Now. So uh, Bob McKenzie, when he uh, did a sampling of the scouts out there in the hockey business, had Gunther tied for number two overall. He had Sebastian Coase in the top 15. These are the numbers for the listeners on Coase. A 17-1-1, a 1.57 goals against average, 941 save percentage. I saw you guys play eight games this season. Uh, Coase has started seven of them. Um, I-, I can't. You know, Carey Price was off the charts. We know that. Uh, he's not as big as Kosa. Six-foot-six goaltender that's athletic, that's got a little bit of Mike Smith's personality, a little bit of screw you in his personality. This guy's going to be a heck of a goaltender, isn't he? Yeah, he truly is. I mean, the consistency is, speaks for itself for this season. And, you know, I've been asked that question a lot. You know, was it just this season because we're only playing the division or the numbers inflated? But, you know, even when you look back to last season, he was pretty – he was pretty special and pretty exceptional for us, and that consistency hasn't gone away. I think, uh, you know, even at the end of the season here, when you know we our team potentially didn't have much to play for, we already won the division, and you know that's when he played one of his best games, our last game of the year at Medicine Hat after a six-hour bus ride. So, you know, this guy's dialed in. He's like you said, he's big, he's athletic, he's not holy. Like pucks don't get through him when you see what some of the bigger goalies, and he's an extremely confident guy in the net so um somebody's getting a, a pretty established confident goalie that uh, you know as long as he's developed the right way as we know goaltenders sometimes they can be rushed but as long as an organization's willing to develop this guy the right way i think he's going to be something special do you uh, where do you see him going hey well, it's hard obviously it's the two goalies that uh, are kind of some guys got one of them going first. The other the other teams got the other guy. Um, I'm referring to Wallstadt there in Sweden. And you know, I think it comes down to what the what guys' needs are going to be in the net. But I'd have to think from everything that I'm hearing from scouts and, and the conversations, they both are, are top twenty picks. 
Uh, you have an excellent one-two uh, punch. I mean, logic dictates Coase is going to be at least with you for another season, possibly two. Uh, between Coase and Colby Knight, you're going to have a heck of a one-two punch next season, aren't you? Yeah, they're both obviously. Obviously, with Costa, I mean, he's a he's a, he's a legitimate starter at this league and almost at the next level already. So um, he'll be back in the the bulk of the load. And then, uh, yeah, Colby Knight, we saw him in saw him in four games this year. He looked pretty solid for us. So um, a guy that uh, looks like he's going to be able to to be a backup in the league. And we also had our other third goalie here actually this year, Colby Hay, who we didn't put in any games, but he was here for development purposes. And he's another guy that's six four, a big goalie that's athletic again. So. Um, our pipeline of goaltending here in, in Edmonton right now is extremely strong. We're, we're quite happy with where it's at. And our goalie coach, Curtis Mooka, keeps his tabs on these guys pretty good, pretty closely throughout the summer and their training. And uh, we're really happy with where our, our goaltending depth is. Kurt Hills, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who uh, won the Central Division. They went 22-1. and one. You're, you're going to have several of your top forwards back. I mean, in my opinion, Gunther's footwork is going to maybe keep him, like it's going to be a challenge for him to play in the NHL next year. It's going to be close, but I, I mean, he's, he's got a shot to play in the NHL, but I think you're going to get him back. What, Jake Neighbors went plus 29, had 33 points in 19 games. Um, have you had any conversations uh, with uh, Doug Armstrong in the St. Louis Blues? He was a first-round pick last year about Jake next season. You know, we haven't really discussed the the point of him coming back next season. Just with St. Louis still being obviously in the playoffs and finishing up their year, but I'm sure that's uh, conversations we'll uh, we'll be having here in the off season to see what the thoughts are. But uh, you know, with a lot of these guys, it's a, a 24 game condensed season. I mean, it's tough. You know, these guys. Um, you know they need they need the development time down at this level and you know but at the same time we're an organization that is here to develop players to move on and if those guys go to their respective NHL teams and earn themselves contracts you can't uh, help yourself but be happy for them to to move on to the next level and have success. You had a couple guys uh, that are 2001s. Josh Williams had 17 goals, 30 points. Uh, you got him in a couple years ago to deal for uh, Brent Kemp. I'm going to assume he's going to be one of your 20s next year. Carter Such had 27 points in 22 games. Uh, and then Jalen Lupin. So, I mean, if neighbors Williams, Lupin, and Such come back, uh, you'd have five of your top six scorers back on the team, uh, including Gunther. Kate Oliver, 20, would be done. I mean, you guys would have – you'd be pretty much set up front, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a pretty potent offensive group, that's for sure, with some of those guys that have taken the next step. Obviously, uh, you know, Williams has really started to show that he's a proven scorer in the league, and when they made that trade, you know, it was it was his goal-scoring ability that we were really attracted to at that time. And uh, uh, Jalen Lupin, to say that I thought he was going to be able to score this well in his WHL career, I, I would be lying, but you know what? He put in the work last season, and his shot and his skating has just improved so much, and he's, you know, turned himself into a legitimate top six forward in the league and you know, as you mentioned there's obviously our secondary group there scores two Carter Such has been pretty much a point of game player lately in the Western League and yeah just losing the one guy and having that potent of an offense up front it's uh, it's a pretty good group no matter what decisions we end up making. All right so Ethan Capps a 20 year old do you expect Matt Robertson back he's uh, uh, New York Rangers second round pick yeah he's going to be a 20 uh, you know he's 20 next season usually those are guys that end up playing uh in the uh, american hockey league yeah there's he'll be in the american league next year i think new york's already bringing him in there to train all summer so all indications are that uh, he might even have a swing at the big club but likely in the american league next year 
Okay, so are you, are you, I know that uh, Logan Dahaniak ended up having a pretty good offensive campaign through some big hits in the games that I saw as well. But could defense be an area you might target a little bit of help with the, the European draft and that sort of thing? Yeah, it's an area where we're going to have to improve, obviously, losing uh, an offensive talent like Matthew Robertson and, and Ethan Cap. Um, you know, Ethan was just such a steady guy back on the back end and played big minutes for us, a lot of PK, you know, and he was extremely, in the sense, too, he didn't get injured ever, like which was really nice. We have gone through a carousel of defensive injuries over the last three years, so he was a guy you could rely on in that area as well. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we're going to have to probably add, add – through the Euro draft or, or look at some other options, but uh, maybe to add another older guy back there just with the, you know, that veteran savvy we're losing back there. But, uh, you know, one flip side of that was this, this season and what it became, it was a development year. and We ended up having 13 rookies on our team, and those young guys, you know, they had the opportunity to come in here, and our coaches had a chance to work with them and really develop them. So um, the young D that we came and we kept this year, we were really happy with where where they got to by the end of the season and, you know, the habits they created and their buy-in to what we do here as an Oil King organization. So I think, you know, this season really helped in the sense of turning the page from losing some of those big players that we are losing and getting ready for the future and our young core that's coming in. Um, you have two number one. When's the WHL Bantam draft? Uh, the Bantam draft's been moved to December, so it's uh, going to be first week of December. And then, uh, yeah, so we're going to be watching midget hockey the first half of the year as long as we get in the rink, get in the buildings. Uh, and you've got two number one picks, is that right? We do, yeah. yeah. So we have our own number one pick, which with the new lottery format, the lottery's going to be June 1, so the, the lottery format for this year is our first number one pick's going to end up being anywhere from, I mean, if we, we have one ball with our first, with Edmonton's pick, so we could go as high as six, but it'll likely end up between 18 and 22, and then uh, we have Kelowna's pick as well, and they're going to be in the second group of the lottery, so that pick really will, will have a chance to potentially win the lottery with that pick and could end up wow. as low as one and could end up being as high as eight uh, 17 all right so anywhere so, from one to 17 all right and i think maybe where that lottery ends up may result in a potential trade at some point as well for a little bit more experience maybe a 19 year old defenseman yeah something we will have to look at and evaluate as as we go through i mean if uh depending on how high that pick goes gets you know it'd be tough to potentially move the clone one but uh you know they're gonna have to be in play i mean with uh depending what we get back next year again this is a group that um you know knows how to win they've had an exceptional two seasons and uh you know we we feel we have another shot at this next year to have a legitimate chance to try to go win so uh, we'll have to everything will have to not be off the table at this point all right kurt appreciate the availability all season long thank you for your time and we'll touch base down the road yeah you bet bob thanks for having me again you bet that is kurt hill he is the general manager of the edmonton oil kings and again they went 22 and one cactus jack is texas on the ashley fine floors text line he says bob great segment with mark specter uh, or shall we say it was all dry settle mcdavid's fault in september of 2020 uh, throw, uh, throw out the bubble in May of 2021. That's Mark Spector. That's, oh, wow. That's, that's, hey. I get, guys are giving me shots too for Pat, myself in the back and Tyson Barry. All I said is if Barry ever came here, an offensive guy, uh, with some of the other players, the Oilers could see some numbers. I did not think Tyson Barry would lead NHL defensemen in scoring. He has a chance to do that. He's second. He's a point behind Adam Fox. 
and the guys, Latang, Hedman, and Carlson are behind him, and their seasons are now over. Let's see what happens here. Carlson not playing tonight. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetasco, and Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. It's open six days a week to serve you while following all COVID protocols to protect both customers and staff. Uncle Milt, tell me the other day, they need some used vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time to sell. Let the gang at Print Ridge Forward lend a hand. You can reach them one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or visit brentridge.com. Do you want to tell you, uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or on the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Yes, indeed. We referenced the Goose Loonies incident in this day in Oilers history today for Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel, the Oilers, uh, back on May the 11th, 1988, uh, beat the Detroit Red Wings 8-4 to to advance to the Stanley Cup final against the Boston Bruins, which, by the way, many people took the Bruins that year to beat Edmonton in 88. Shouldn't have. Oilers took him out. But what happened was Edmonton had challenges winning in Boston, often on lengthy East Coast road trips back in the day throughout the 1980s. And people thought, you know, Calgary came ahead of Edmonton the regular season. The Oilers swept the Bruins, or sorry, swept uh, Calgary. And really, they ultimately, technically, I guess, swept Boston as well. Of course, one day we'll get the real story on why the nights, uh, why the lights went out in Boston back in 1988. Uh, during game four. Did it have something to do with Whitey Bulger? Wow, Goose Looney's and Whitey Bulger on the same show. Tomorrow, um, I'm going to be at 6.30, Chad, for a little double header action. We got an early start to the Oilers-Canadians matchup. That's a 3 o'clock Mountain Standard Time puck drop, which means Oilers now will emanate uh, from 6.30, Chad Studios. Uh, our broadcast studio will have Brian Lawton on from the NHL Network for Mattress Superstore. Dave Staples from the Cult of Hockey. We're going to squeeze in NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight. What's he got shaking, Mr. Escott? You will hear from Oilers forward uh, Ryan McLeod, NHL on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy, and Edmonton football team president and CEO Chris Presson. All right. Uh, up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoons with uh, Jay Lynn Nye. Again, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Oh, hold on just a second. I just got it right now. It's got a... My tease, it's not loading here on my on my cell phone. How, how does that happen? Brendan, what's going on here? Here it is. Uh, in a Facebook post, Alberta Justice Minister Casey Badu has written what a COVID-19 disaster is. Uh, and what the provincial opposition, that would be the NDP, the federal government, the liberals, and the media were looking for and wanting. Suffice to say, this hasn't gone very well with some of those groups. Are the minister's uh, comments dangerous and unprecedented or just part of politics as usual? Dr. Melanie Thomas from the University of Calgary will join Jalen Knight to break it down. Uh, coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back at you tomorrow. Have a terrific Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.